Hello, everyone, and welcome into Dopio. I'm Dante. And I'm Donnell. And we are your Dopio duo who are getting together to wake you up. You know, that's the point of Dopio, right? So uh, today we have a, a bunch, a bunch of information and uh, a, a few hot takes. And uh, we hope that uh, when you leave the show today, when, when we count us out, you know, you, you have learned something, you have a, you have a broader uh, perspective of the things that we talked about. And maybe, just maybe, you might be a little bit more awake. So first, how are you, uh, my dopio dad? How are you doing today? <laughs> well, dopio son, I'm doing well. Um, you know, I, I told you about the uh, accident over the week, past weekend, so I'm I'm convalescing. Um, you know, I still have a few back spasms and things of that nature, but for the most part, I got my feet propped up and relaxing and catching up on a few uh, shows that I've missed over the, uh, over the summer. So other than that, man, I'm, all is well. How about yourself? Um, I'm on summer vacation, so I'm trying to relax, but uh, as no rest for the wicked, um, <laughs> like I, I've, I've tried to actually go out and do things every day uh, that I've been on vacation, whether it's visiting with uh, a friend of mine who's an artist and she's doing my uh, photo shoot next week for the wedding or mm-hmm. me, me and the fiance went out to the beach and relaxed out there, you know, I dropped two stacks on a uh, on on some rings for us for our. Uh, our I saw those rings, man. Tiffany, okay. Yeah, you know, I had to flex a little bit. Had to had to show show them that the pockets aren't empty. Right, right, right. And I and I love the beach setting at that. You know, the little box in the sand. That was that was all right. That was that was on point. I mean, it's all about presentation. If people want to know what we're talking about, y'all can head over to my Instagram, uh, Dante Dakara, uh, at Dante Dakara on Instagram. You can see uh, what the flex looks like. Um, <laughs> but it's a light flex. It's a light flex. Um, other than that, like I uh, just getting some uh, immigration stuff finished. You know, uh, I had to uh, renew my visa and, and all that jazz. Got to make sure I'm legal. Um, but. <laughs> But really, I've just been like tuned in to what's going on in America and a few things that have, you know, got my blood pressure up a little bit, ruined my zen. Um, so I, I just want to get right into it because I'm I'm a little hot, a little, a little hot. I, I know you are. I know you are. And I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm, uh, I'm interested to hear your first take on the uh, on the VP. Right. So as uh, as my father just uh, intimated, I have a, a take on our VP. And before you people out there assume that you know what I'm going to say, and you roll your eyes and things like that. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. So this week, Joe Biden selected Kamala Harris of California to be the vice president on his ticket. First and foremost, congratulations to her. Congratulations to all Asian people. Congratulations to all Black people. Let's get that out of the way right now. It's historic. Uh, it's great. Uh, also, congratulations to the women out there. It's about exactly. time that women got their due. Um, women are the backbone of our society. They, they have always been the backbone of our society. Um, it's about time that they got put in a position to lead our society. Now, y'all can say all you want about Hillary Clinton. I didn't exactly like her, and I didn't think she was fit to lead our society. Just just me. Just me. 
So Kamala, Kamala Harris, excuse me, Kamala Harris is a vast upgrade on Hillary Clinton. I agree. So like, let's, let's get that out the way. And do I support Kamala Harris being the vice president? All right, let's put it like this. Do I support her being vice president or do I support Pence being vice president? Well, of course, it's Kamala Harris. Easy. Um, am I going to support the Kamala Harris Joe Biden ticket? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am. What? I, I am. Um, okay. And, and that might come as a surprise to some of the progressives out there and some of the people that I have, I have uh, ranted to. But again, hear me out. I don't like Kamala Harris's politics at all, to be real. I find her to be reprehensible in how she uh, ran the justice system in California when she was attorney general. I find that her ideology of flip-flopping when the money flips different, like I find that to be problematic. So by no means am I saying that Kamala Harris is perfect and she perfects this ticket. Like, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about whether or not I support it. Like, and I support it because I'm looking at Trump right now and I'm like, yo, get this guy out of here. <laughs> okay. I just want to ask you something real quick. Um, looking back on uh, last season's episode, I believe we had a discussion on the lesser of the two evils and you were opposed to that term completely. I am. Am I, am I witnessing a shift because I know Biden was definitely not your choice and you know, you've had concerns about Kamala Harris. Um, But listening to you now, you know, when you did the versus, you know, Harris versus Pence, you know, is she better? I'm kind of wondering if you're the lesser of the two evils ship right here. Um, I think it's which person I can hold accountable. Okay. So I, I think that, and this this is the difference between a Democrat and a Republican, and this is why Democrats lose so damn always. Um, but it's also some of the, something that we can actually we we can actually work with is Democrats will move with the public. So if Kamala Harris is walking stupid or if Joe Biden's walking stupid and the public says, yo, chill, they'll actually consider chilling out. But when Trump does something ridiculous, when Trump is getting people killed and everyone's like, chill, he's like, nah, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Okay. Like, so I think it's who can I, who can we influence to be better? Trump won't be better, no matter what. Like we've seen that, we've seen, uh, we've seen that in a number of policies, whether it be mail-in voting, whether it be uh, uh, DACA, or whether it be uh, the stimulus, um, where you know ninety-six percent of people say that the stimulus is a good idea and that we need to help people, not corporations. Right. And and yet he's like, nah. Fuck people. Fuck companies, <laughs> corporations. Like, oh, okay. Like, so, I mean, in, in Kamala Harris's defense on that particular point, 
she actually said, hey, we need to be paying these people $2,000 a month until the end of the year, retroactive. Right. Now, that may piss some people off. However, that's a negotiating point. That's a high negotiating point. If we can negotiate down with Republicans, we can actually get something rather than what's going on right now with Democrats, which I hate Democrats because of this, where we get nothing and they're like, oh, look at what the Republicans are doing. They're not giving us anything. Work. Right. Work. Do your job. Yeah. Do, you, do your job. You know, and, and I agree with you um, on the points that you made about Kamala Harris. You know, again, congratulations. This is a historical moment um, to have a uh, black and Asian woman on the vice president on the presidential ticket. Um, there was one point that you made about how if they're walking stupid and are doing something dumb, you know, the people can speak out and, uh, and they'll adjust their walk. Um, I did read something about. Camilla Harris being a shapeshifter. She is. Exactly. And I agree. I agree. She she moves with the flow of water. You know, um, and that could be that could be good and bad. Absolutely. You know, this is where the people need to have a voice. The people need to speak up. And we need, unlike what we've done in this past, in this present administration, we need to hold our representatives, presidents, judges, everyone accountable. And only by doing so will the people's voice actually be heard and we'll get the support that we need in our areas, in all fashions of our lives. Um, her politics, you know, she didn't do, to me, she didn't do well in the, in the uh, primary and everything. And I think that he could have chose worse, um, but I also think he may, he could have probably chose better. Absolutely. You know, the people that um the women well okay let me let me back up when he came out and said that he was going to select a, a woman and everyone assumed that it would probably be a woman of color um you know at first I was like well, that's cool yeah but I mean it also kind of it made me wonder if he was trying to you know exactly was he doing it for the votes or was he doing it because it was time and that those female uh, people that were trying to run, that were running our candidates uh, for VP were the best ones out there. So I'm still a little, you know, iffy on that. But I agree with you on the point that she is definitely better than Pence. I think she will be formidable uh, when it comes to debates. Um, I think that she will also hold um, Biden accountable. Um when it comes to certain policies and everything, as well as the fact that she's a heartbeat away from actually being the first female president. And I don't think that's a bad idea in, in retrospect to um, Hillary Clinton. So it's going to be an interesting ride going forward. Yeah. And let me, let me bookend this with my concern. Okay. My concern about Kamala Harris isn't now. It's not even the presidency. It's the next president and the future of the Democratic Party. Because I've told you, and I've told everyone who will listen, that the future of the Democratic Party is the young left populist movement. Um, it's the people that were behind Bernie Sanders, the, 
And they were a formidable amount of people. And I think the Democrats are going to fall into the same trap as the Republicans and say, well, we don't need y'all to vote. We will, we will take what we have. We'll take just the old black electorate and we'll run with that until they die. And then what? Then you lose an election because the right is going to move to right populism because it's easy, it's easy to embrace right populism against a neoliberal government. But what's hard is for a neoliberal government to reform itself into left populism. So the next election comes around and Democrats are wondering what to do. And I'm hoping that if it's Biden or if it's Kamala, that they get primaried. And here's why. If we do not primary the Democratic nominee, we will have someone who's beholden to Wall Street. Because make no mistake, Kamala Harris's money is corporate money. The funds that she's raising is corporate funds. So I don't want any elected official beholden to corporations more than they're beholden to the people that they are, they are supposed to represent. So I'm happy for Kamala right now. I'm happy for for the 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 historic moment this is right now. However, I'm looking at the future and thinking, I hope that she shapes shifts into the left populist, or I'm hoping she gets primaried by somebody like AOC. You know what? And I I, I believe that she will. And um, you know, you brought up AOC, and I think that would be a a great challenge for her. You know, um, to kind of force her to um, move in a more progressive um, ideology. So, I mean, like I said, it's going to be an interesting ride, and I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. You know, and I, and I do agree with you that there's a, a movement that has taken place over the past few years that is growing. And, um, you know, and I was – I didn't have an ear to it in the beginning, and actually I was kind of, you know, rallying against it. But um, people better pay attention to what's going on. Because uh, the younger voters are, are, you know, stepping their game up and they have to be adhered to, you know. So, like I said, we'll see what's going on. We'll see how it plays out. Well, they have nowhere to look or they, they can look no further than Dopio to, to hear what, what's going on out there. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all, but y'all don't want to listen. You yeah, better pay attention to the young man. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So and that that takes us right into um, right into this post office thing. So I was talking about voting, um, and I was talking about how the electoral system um, is going to be, or how uh, Biden and Kamala are going to have to get elected uh, using what they have. And what we have right now is the coronavirus and mail-in voting. And mail-in voting is looking like it's going to be the main vein of the election this year. Mm -hmm. Now, the post office has been a bastion of public service um, since, in, since its inception. And if you don't know, the postal service is in the Constitution. Right. So this isn't some government boondoggle. No, this is in the Constitution. So pardon me while I get pissed off that the POTUS has decided that he's going to undercut the post office by putting one of his lackeys there to diminish its stature, to diminish its power by diminishing their budget 
so that the mail-in election can't happen. Now, the reason why he doesn't want it to happen is because, and this is all Republicans, all of them. So don't like, don't let me, don't let this be a Trump only thing. No, I'm looking at all of you Republican uh, elected officials. Republicans get elected when less people vote. Exactly. So when you wonder why all those polling sites were closed in Kentucky, Republicans are why. If exactly. you're wondering, if you're wondering why you got to go two towns over to cast your ballot, Republicans are why. If you're wondering why you have to stand in line for six hours to to do something that takes sixty seconds, Republicans are why. And if you can't mail your ballot this uh, this election cycle, and they want you to risk your life to to change this nation, Republicans are why. And I, I just I, hate it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said I just hate it. Yeah. And you know, and I couldn't agree with you more on this one either. Um it is it's almost like a script from a movie or something that I that I can't quite put my finger on. You know, he's he is orchestrating everything that's been played out. I mean, to undercut the post office in a time when we need mail in voting more than any time in our history before, you know. He decides to, to, to defund it, put one of his lackeys in charge of it, and then sit back and, you know, turn a deaf ear to what the people want. But here's another element to what's going on to the post office. And people are going to, people, you're going to start hearing more about this probably in this coming week. In 46 states, mail is, is slowing down to a snail, snail's pace. It's messing with people's medication. A lot of people, a lot of people get meds through the mail, you know. And if this continues to happen, I'm, I don't hope for it to happen. But if it continues to happen, hopefully the outcry for it will will push them to do the right thing before the election takes place. Because if not, you know, we're setting ourselves up. Are the Trump's administration? Are the Republicans setting themselves up? You know, for a win. You know, we have to speak up about this. You know, my grandfather um, did 25 years at the post office, you know, and it, it is a time-honored, you know, um, organization in our society. We depend on the post office. A lot of elderly people depend on their mail, their checks, or whatever the case may be. And for this administration to be doing what it's doing is, um, you know, it's criminal. You know, I mean, and, and that's just to say the least, it's criminal. Yeah. And uh, to take this out further, uh, you're talking about like uh, medications not getting to people on time. You know, I was thinking, who is the electorate? Who are the people that we're hoping vote or not? We because, you know, me, I like they're not they don't want me to vote. They've already said that. That's why they got rid of Bernie. That's why they didn't put a progressive in in the VP slide. They don't want me to vote. Mm -hmm. But who do they want to vote? Older people. And who are receiving their medications by via mail? I'm not. My generation isn't. We don't even have health care. <laughs> so it must be older people. So right. you're, trying, you're going to kill off the electorate that you need most. And I'm going to be real with you. And like, this is real sort of real. Look at 
the electorate that elected Trump. We have the industrial states. We have the southern states. Um, what are the hallmarks of the southern states? Heart disease. What are what are the hallmarks of the industrial state? Lung disease. Come out cancers, like from working in the mines, things of that effect. Right. So to me, in my mind, it's straight stupid to to try and minimize the post office and kill off your own electorate. Aside from the fact that it's sociopathic. <laughs> like Machiavellian wise, like, and I'm just thinking like Machiavellian, uh, mm -hmm. Machiavelli, it, it doesn't seem smart to try and destroy the entire electorate, but at the same time, destroy your own. Because I, I, I just don't see it going the way he thinks it's going to go. Huh. But, you know, it's, it's just right out of his playbook, though. Man. I mean, even from the beginning, and I don't want to I don't want to give Trump no more time than I have to. But um, even from the beginning, he has said and done things that fundamentally go against, you know, um, the South. And uh, I mean, outside of the racist stuff, you know, yeah. but, you know, his misogynistic remarks, you know. Is uh, making fun of veterans, you know, um, you know, things of that nature, you know. So this goes right into his playbook, and but yet people still rally for this man, you know, and well, it, it, and it, it's it, it boggles my mind of how ignorant people can be when it comes to him. Well, I think he plays to people's baser emotions, and the baser emotion I'm talking about here is needing an enemy, and. What what Trump and Republicans in general are great at is making the electorate elect against their interests. So he says, oh, I'm giving all these tax cuts to these corporations and poor people agree, even though poor people are the victim of these corporations making more money. Now, why is that? Because he has said that, oh, this is how you get more money by having corporations have more money. The, the money trickles down or we deregulate things so you have more opportunities to become rich, but you never really become rich. Like poor mm -hmm. people don't become rich like that. Like, no, that's not how it happens. So he is convinced and Republicans in general have convinced an electorate to vote against their interests. Now candidates like Bernie Sanders and we're, we're mi mission creeping here, mm -hmm. um, but candidates like Bernie Sanders um, and other populist candidates are really good at showing people a mirror to themselves. This is who you are. This is what you need. Why are you voting for someone who gives you none of that and who is not like you? Democrats hate that and Republicans hate that. Why yeah. do Democrats hate it? Democrats hate it because it undercuts their bottom line. A Democrat will love the virtue signal. Oh, Black Lives Matter when it's election time. Oh, police reform. <laughs> when it's election time. But the same Democrats and the same Republicans both voted uh, for that Biden, uh, that Biden bill that put uh, like hundreds of thousands of black people in jail. Exactly. I mean, I believe it was Clinton that called us super criminals. 
No, it was um, Hil- yeah, Hillary Clinton called the super predators. Super predators, excuse me, super yeah. predators. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even, I'm not even a criminal. I'm a fucking <laughs> alien. Right, predator. <laughs> like it's crazy. Yeah, like so, like people, people think that it's just a Democrat, uh, Democrat Republican thing. No, both of them are wrong. Like, yeah. both of them are wrong. And this post office thing is just a, like, is just the latest in a trend of trying to manipulate the voting system so that it doesn't work for the people. Yeah. And and just to put a cap on it and to tie the Camilla Harris and the post office together um, in regards to, or in relations to uh, the administration, the present administration of uh, trying to um, affect the vote, they already got out, they already starting a birther movement on Camilla Harris. Good luck. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, you know, so I'm like, these, it's never a dull moment, man. I mean, if, yeah. if it wasn't affecting us directly or even indirectly, you know, I doubt if even then it would, it would be funny. It's just sad. It's sad. Yeah. I, I will say this. They definitely should not go at Kamala that way. Yeah. If there's one person that I would say you should probably not try like that monkey shit with, Mm-hmm. Probably Camilla, because yeah. she's not the she's not the one. Right, she like she will. She'll I fight mean, back. She'll yeah, exactly. Back. Yeah, but I think it was his lead campaign advisor or something. I read it yesterday or last night. Um, has uh, brought into question the legitimacy of her being vice president due to the fact that her parents were immigrants. Yeah, that's you know, stupid on space. All she has to do is be born in the United States. She was. There you go. End of story. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's not even a question. And even talking, like, and I, I'm not cutting you off, but I'm cutting off everybody who wants to talk about that. Exactly. I, I, I promise you right now, if you ever say that to me, like, anywhere, I, I'm just going to straight walk off. Because mm-hmm. you're a dummy. And yeah. I just won't entertain, I won't entertain me catching your dummy disease. Exactly. The coronavirus is a threat and your stupidity is a threat. And I refuse to be in the in the neighborhood of a threat. <laughs> I agree. So speaking of threats um, and, 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 and danger, um, I want to move into another topic. Um, a, a, a little boy, uh, his name was Cannon. Uh, his, his life was tragically lost um, this past week. Um, I believe uh, it was two weeks ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I things like this always like startle me to my core uh, because America is the kind of place where this happens regularly. Um, so it startles me to my core because, like, I live in a country where that's just not a thing. I mean, yeah, Japan's not perfect, but we don't have people blasting off on children. Um, whether it be children blasting off on children or adults doing it. But let me let me uh, expound upon this topic real quick before we get into the real premise of the topic. So uh, a man who was a neighbor uh, of Cannon's parents, um, they, they talked regularly. They knew the guy. Uh, that morning they had talked with the, the, the uh, murderer because um, that's what he is. Yes. Uh, he and his bike walked. 
I guess, accidentally rode his bike into the, the guy's lawn. I'm not saying that's the motive behind it, nor am I saying that's a good reason behind it. There's no reason to kill anybody like that. Um, guy walked outside with a gun right in front of the cannon's two sisters and blew his damn brains out. The guy was a, the guy was arrested 24 hours later, booked and is waiting his uh, his trial date, which I hope that they electrocute this guy into high heaven. And he yeah. falls right on down to hell. Um, He's definitely a candidate for uh, cruel and unusual. Yeah. Um, like, just I, on its surface, murder is bad. Uh, that's the most plain way I could put it. Murdering a child is disgusting. Disgusting. But, but that's not what we're talking about today. That's obvious. What we're talking about is the narrative, the narrative that has come out of this. Uh, would you like to talk, touch on the narrative or you want me to display it for the people? We'll, we'll go ahead and start it off and then I'll jump in. All right. So the narrative is why isn't there outrage about this? Why isn't the media covering this? Why aren't NBA players kneeling about this? Why aren't there protests in the streets about this? And how simple can I put this for the people out there? I'll say it just like this. The murderer is in jail. Where are the murderers of Breonna Taylor? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, we're still waiting? Oh, okay. Okay. So we're still waiting on justice for that one, right? Uh, right. Like, how long did it take y'all to arrest the killers of George Floyd? What did it take for y'all to arrest the killers of George Floyd? Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. What did it take for y'all to care about Ferguson? Oh, they had to almost burn that place to the ground. Okay, cool, cool, cool. How about uh, Fernando Castile? Oh, okay. What about, see, like, that's the thing. Like, people, and I, I'm sorry, but this is white people, mm -hmm. are using canon as a pawn to negate the Black Lives Matter movement. And I'm just not having it. <laughs> I'm not having it at all. So, all right. Go ahead. Uh, on this one, you know, again, to, to reiterate what you said is tragic. Anytime, any any death is, is tragic when it comes to the hands of another individual. But even more so when it's a child especially done in a, in a heinous matter such as this one. Um, but to your point about him being used as a pawn and how, um, you know, white people are saying, you know, things about the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, your point is, 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 is fundamental, and it's right there. This man, black man, killed this child. He got arrested 24 hours later. He is in the system. He will be punished by way of the system. However, you know, there are so many heinous crimes that are taking place on a daily basis. You know, um, injustices that go undocumented, unreported, and unnoted. And where, where, where's the justice in, in all of that? You know, and I, um, I'm, I'm a little, uh, 
beside myself when it comes to this topic because, you know, um, a few weeks ago, um, one of my best friends from childhood, his son was murdered. And um, I was debating on whether I wanted to, t- at first I wanted to do an episode on it, you know, and then I, I was debating on even if I wanted to do that or even bring it up. But when it comes to the Black Lives Matter, it's one thing when, you know, white folks try to denounce it and, and say that, you know, you don't care and, and it's it's all these all this bull about it, you know, and um I will say this about the Black Lives Matter. It is drawing attention to the injustice in our um in our just in our justice system. It's drawing attention if it wasn't for move that particular movement, you know, Ferguson and um George Floyd, uh, we're still waiting on Breonna Taylor. Those things would have never happened. But here's my new take on the, um, and I'm not trying to move far away from from Cameron, uh, Cannon, I'm sorry. Uh, but here's my new take on the Black Lives Matter. And it may offend some people, but I'm just, I'm speaking from my heart. Um, if Black Lives, if we want Black Lives to matter, to um, the police and to white folks and to the justice system. Black lives have to matter to us too. You know, um, in, in Chicago, there were over 78 murder, I mean, 78 shootings over the past weekend, 18 people murdered. In Louisville, in Louisville Kentucky, where I'm from, um, there have been murders and shootings damn near every day for the past few weeks. Um, and it, it's 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 getting to the point to where it is um it's becoming an epidemic, and I want those people I want the people of Black Lives Matter who support Black Lives Matter to 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 speak on that. Don't just speak about what the police are doing because we're fighting a war on two fronts. You know this this going back to Canon, this twenty five year old black man killed killed this child. Justice was swift. And putting him in jail, and 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 now he's dealing with what he has to deal with, you know. But the neighborhoods and, and the people in our communities, you know, are suffering. But yet, you know, Black Lives Matter is just focusing on one front. It needs to be on multiple fronts, you know. And you said something at the beginning when we started this particular topic, you know, where um, where are the celebrities? Where are the people? Where are they at when it comes to the violence in our neighborhoods? Because a lot of these athletes and and some actors and things of that nature come from these neighborhoods, you know. So, you know, I'm calling on all black people to to reiterate that Black Lives Matter, not only to the police and to the that they that Black Lives should matter to the police and to um, other white folks, but it should matter to us too. It should matter to us too, you know, and. Uh, I apologize if I got a little bit off topic when it comes to Canada or whatever, but you know, it just it's it's just getting to the point to where and I don't want to be one of these people who grow numb, you know, just to um to exist, you know, but uh it's 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 getting tiresome, man. Every time I click on my phone and there's a news feed that flashes across my screen about someone murdered, I cut on the news and you know, another black man killed a black kid I some type of violence and stuff. So, you know, that's just just where I am with it. And I'm just tired of it. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm good tired of it. So I, I want to unpack uh, what you said because 
I know there's a certain segment of black people will hate everything you just said. Um, and to those black people out there, shut up and listen. Please. So what we're not doing is we're not discounting the Black Lives Matter movement at all. No. We're, we're saying the Black Lives Matter movement should expand itself into not only ask, not asking, but demanding and protesting a system of racism um, that has subjugated our people for decades, it, damn near a century. We're also asking that the Black Lives Matter movement expand inward into community outreach, mm. community empowerment, so that we don't have to wait for the systems to change for our people to change. You know, we love calling ourselves kings and queens. Yo, you, my, my king over here, my queen over here. Mm -hmm. Like, what happens when you kill a king? Like, everyone turns on you, right? right. That's not happening in these, in these neighborhoods. And I, and I understand that there is a systemic reason why these murders are happening. I understand that the worlds that these people live in, and don't let the narrative fool you, like... Like, this isn't just about, like, Black people killing Black people. It's about Black people trying to survive a system that was not created for them to survive. Right. They're trying to create, trying to create conditions for Black people to be in prison so they have that slave labor again. Kamala. Hmm. Like, I'm, I'm calling her out because of what she did in California. Right, the pro her prosecution days. But, back on topic... Like, we're not saying that Black Lives doesn't matter until all Black Lives Matter. What we're saying is that Black Lives Matter, as, a, as an ethical movement, ethics apply everywhere. So you can't say the police need to change, or yes, you can. You can say the police need to change and you can say politics needs to change. Let me let me not say you can't say that. You can say the police needs to change and you can say the system needs to change. You can say the politics needs to change. But, 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 but you also need to take that power that you have, that movement that you have and change people. Because if the system changes and the politics change, but the people don't change, then the problems will stay the same. It's just, you won't have police beating you. You'll have your neighbors beating you. Exactly. I mean, and I, I couldn't have said it better. My son took it and, and put it in, in, the, in the proper box. Um, I agree. There is, a, there is a reason why things happen the way they happen. I'm not saying that, you know, you... The term "black on black crime" is 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 bald. I'm throwing in the garbage. I don't I don't deal with black on black crime. What exactly. I'm speaking what I'm speaking on here is the kill the, the genocide of it all. You know, um, you spoke on we call ourselves kings and queens, but our behavior is is otherwise. You know. I understand that there's a reason why things are happening the way they are. We can sit down and we can spend hours breaking down the psychological effects of, of being an oppressed, you know, race in a country that was never meant for 
that particular race to be anything other than servants, you know, uh, slaves, uh, not even human, whole humans. You know, we can we can speak to the long term effects of that. But what I what I will say, you know, to to wrap this this portion up is that you just mentioned that we're calling on the police to change. We're calling on the system and 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 those in the system to change their policies and ways. We have to change too. We have to be better. We have to do better. The movement has to be, the movement has to be total in its effect. You know, so I'm not speaking out against Black Lives Matter. All I'm saying is that Black lives need to matter everywhere. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, and it's interesting. Um, I watch another podcast, not to shout out another podcast. Uh, I watch another <laughs> podcast uh, called the Joe Budden Podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Really get, funny, funny show. They talk about everything, music, yada, yada, yada. Uh, one, uh, one of the co-hosts on there, his name is Maul, uh, he said the same thing. And they killed him for it. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that it is abundantly clear that Black lives can't matter if we're dead. Yeah. Like, what's no. the good of a movement if all the people are dead, that no one benefits from it? Mm-hmm. Like, we got to start thinking about the long game. Like, if our children are dying, we have no one to take over the movement. We have no one to benefit from the movement. Right. So right. I... I just think that it, we need to start be we need to start looking at the bigger picture. And it's one one quick point. There is a reason, and I'm I'm just gonna drop this in the air and let it float. There is a reason why we're not seeing protests on TV anymore, but we're hearing about all the violence on TV. Mm, wonder what that is. Yeah, think about that. Because Black Lives Matter is still out there protesting. Mm-hmm. Like it's just you strong. Know, strong you know so but uh you won't see that on, on, on cnn tonight you know nah, so. it's, it's not interesting anymore like nah. that's, and that's the other thing like and um we went off the canon thing but I, i'm gonna close that canon thing off uh, with mm-hmm. this don't blame black lives matter because the news doesn't find a white child dying as news like you gotta think who makes the news every night because of stupid shit they say Trump. Trump. You wonder, you wonder why stuff gets buried? Every 30 seconds, some stupid shit is happening, and you they have to cover it. Why? Because it's the leader of the free world, the most powerful person on earth, saying dumb shit. So they gotta cover it. So yeah. of course, there's no room for Cannon to get covered when, like, this dude is opening his mouth and shooting off his mouth like a fucking cannon of stupidity. Right. I see breaking news on the bottom of the screen and I look at it and I'm like, is it really breaking? He just said something stupid again. What's well, breaking? I, okay. I swear I had a dollar. If I had a dollar every time he said something stupid, I could run for presidency and fund myself. Mm-hmm. We would have generational wealth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> But yeah, no. So and and that like and moving on, you know, we last time we talked, we talked about how like no fun for anyone until uh, until uh, or until like Black Lives Matter. 
You know, mm-hmm. we talked about how like we shouldn't be allowing sports and things like that going on. Well, sports started because you know I'm not in control of the world. Unfortunate <laughs> for the world. Um, but uh, sports have begun. Um, well, some sports, but we had cancellation of seasons um, by. Well, the NCAA uh, has canceled all fall sports championships, um, but NCAA does not control the SEC, uh, and they don't control the college football playoffs. So there will be college football in light of coronavirus. What do you think about this? And this is – you know, I I love this football, man, (laughs) and I can't – it's almost like I can't even fathom a fall without football. You know, I think the fall will be that much longer if if it doesn't happen. However, um, safety first. Safety first. You know, what the NBA is doing with the bubble, you know, I think that was uh, ingenious. Um, I think that uh, from what I hear, it's working. You know, um, I do watch NBA basketball, but I'm really not a too into it, you know, because of how it was abbreviated and whatnot. Um, yeah. But when it comes to football, I don't know, man. I mean, I, the sports fan in me, the Louisville Cardinal football fan in me, wants there to be a season. But I don't want there to be a season at the expense of one of these young men losing their lives, you know, or taking something home or having a, a parent come visit them and give it to them or something of that nature. But I will say this, if they can figure out a way to, to test, to, um, to monitor their movements, which will be hard to do for 18 to 22 year olds, um, then I'm like, go for it. You know, I would, I was, I like the way they set it up, you know, like with the ACC, um, I'm speaking on the ACC because Louisville plays in the ACC, um, as well as the SEC too, is in far as the pattern goes, how they're just playing those teams and not going too far out of their their reach. Um, yeah. I like the I like the idea of that, but I don't I'm not quite sure how well it's going to work when you uh, have teams like you know Florida State, Miami in those hot hotbed areas. I'm not sure how that's going to work, you know. But to answer your question in its totality, um, if we don't have sports this fall. You know, football, be it um, you know, college or NFL, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna suck in a major way, but um, it would be for the greater good and the health and and welfare of all those involved. So I wouldn't be, uh, I would understand, I would understand. Yeah, and I, I'm the same way when it comes to football. Like I, I love football. It's the it's the sport that I that I played as a youngster um, that mm-hmm. I like that I I kind of learned everything from, and I think that football has a football has a social utility, um, and it, it has a uh, it's very very simple social utility for the the people who play it, the college football players who play it. Look at the p- backgrounds of the people who are playing college football. You cancel the season. And you have these people that came from the Chicago's, the Detroit's, um, the low country in South Carolina. Like, and I'm not just talking like, you know, you know, just black people. I'm talking all of them. Oh, right. 
But like there's some there's some boys that came from farms and the farms aren't doing well because the economy's not doing well, Trump. And so like they need they need football to protect them. And what better place for them to be where they have 24-7 medical care? Way better than what they would have at home. Yeah. Like I would rat I would trust them to play football and be on a, a football or sorry, on a, uh, on a college campus where their medical needs are going to be taken care of for free rather than them being at home or whether, rather them not being able to use the benefits of their scholarship because the season was canceled. Right. I've seen an article. Um, I been a, the article I was on something on ESPN the other day where um, I know the pack 12 and, um, another conference out west canceled uh, their fo- their fall football, and one of the players uh, tweeted online saying, "I can't go home. If I come home, I may not, if I go home, I may not be able to make it back." Yeah, you know, and and that, that, that man, that should break your heart right there. I man, that sh- that should hit you hard right there. You know, yeah. this young man has done everything that he was supposed to do, or that was required of him to do, to make it out of his situation, you know, only to get thrown by, and granted, it's a pandemic, no one planned it, no one could control it, you know, for the most part. Um, but to be thrown back in that situation, you know, with, with, I don't know, disregard, you know, maybe that's yeah. not the right word, but, you know, it sure feels like that. You know, these schools, if they do cancel fall sports at the, at the colleges, basketball, football, I mean, male and female, um, they need to do something for these kids. They need to um, keep them on campus, you know, um, put them up, and especially the ones who are going back to at-risk communities, you know, be it farming out of the hood. You know, they need to do something for them. You know, have something in place instead of just saying, well, we're not going to use you right now, so you can go, you know. And that, to me, that's just not cool. It's wrong on, on many levels. Yeah, Absolutely. And just think about the, like that, you know what bothers me is that America is the kind of place where that is a thing, where I have to play sports to be safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, does that not hurt? Like, I don't know, I guess America, and I'm talking outside of being an American, but do, does America not know how fucked America is that that has to be the case? Nah. Like, like the complete lack of self-awareness of how awful your country is like like that that kills me y'all can't leave the country like the president is actively killing you he doesn't want you to have any power the the politicians don't want you to have any more money than what is absolutely necessary for you to not die McConnell right Mitch so like and and people are dying in the streets from not only coronavirus but like but crimes of poverty mm-hmm. and people still think America's the greatest nation in the world wow outside it's, your mind outside <laughs> your mind yeah you know and and what you what you um initially started talking about you know Kids are playing to, to to get out of their situation, playing sports to get out of the situation. And how crazy is that? 
you know, I, I remember when, when your brother was younger playing uh, Little League football and, you know, used to keep a, um, a picture of Jerome Bettis under his pillow and things of that nature. You know, and I would tell him, you know, so man, if this is something you really want to do, you know, you have to dedicate yourself to it and be better than the person next to you. You know, and then um, I referenced, you know, those kids down in Florida. I said, you know, and um, I said, them Florida boys, man, they play to eat. They play to take their mother and their parents out of a, a bad situation. You know, yeah. we live in a country, we live in a country where, you know, kids like Lamar Jackson and, and, and I'm just first one came to mind. You know, they play so their families can have a future. You know, because they don't see any other way out. Yep. We have communities in this country where kids dedicate themselves to basketball and football because there's no other way. This that, is America. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, so, wow. And I, I think we should end on that. Like, because, the, like, because, I mean, all of this show has been like a portrait of America. Mm-hmm. And you, you guys listening, y'all have an opportunity to change things each and every day by the, how you conduct yourself. And of course, you have a, a, a method to change um, the system by voting. And I'm not just talking about voting for president because I'm not exactly happy to vote for who we have to vote for. However, <laughs> your local community has community leaders that can affect things on a local level. Your school board, your mayors, your chiefs, sheriffs, all that jazz. Judges. Your level, your, yeah, your judges, your local level leaders are what's going to affect that. Like you can talk about Black Lives Matter all day, but if you ain't voting, like then your black life isn't going to matter because you are not making it matter. Right. So right. don't just protest, vote. Show up, show out. Yeah. So um, and I think we should we should probably leave it there. You know, I really I appreciate the fact that we're protesting. I appreciate the fact that we're we're doing what we can. You know, you and I were, you know, we made this podcast to like have the conversation. Right. Um, and those conversations are important, but conversations without action is nothing. Honestly. It's nothing. It's just words, you know. So, I mean, I, I think this is a good place to leave. You know, we like you said, we touched on a lot of different topics, you know, portrait of America and um you know, in order for black lives and, and to matter, we have to go out there and make it matter. You know, not just with protest signs, but in our own communities, you know, at the voting booth or at the mail-in, at, at the post office, you know, mail-in ballots or whatever. You know, we have to do our part, each and every one of us. Yeah. All right. So if you guys want to um, – see more of what's going on in the world of course you can listen to dopio or you can um follow me on youtube that's dante docket on youtube uh if you if you haven't caught all of our shows you can they're all available on spotify apple podcast uh google play store everywhere that you listen to podcasts we're there you're listening to us now so i'm assuming you know how to get to it but share the message with a friend so they wake up too any any more uh messages for the people before we leave them no, man, just, um, you know, be kind to each other. You know, take time out of your day and and uh, do a random act of kindness, you know, because we're living in a time where, you know, the media will have us believe that, you know, we don't see that much good on TV. 
You know, we don't see that much good in the news. It's always something negative. But be the positivity around you, man. Take a moment out of your day and do something for somebody. You know, until we uh, talk again, you know, y'all be safe out there and, and love each other. Yep. Well, uh, this is Dopio. I'm Dante. I'm Donnell. And we got. We will see you next time. Later. Peace.